Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast is a Christ-centered podcast established in 2019 and hosted weekly by Pastor Chris Busher, addressing a host of topics such as the Great Commission, Christian discipleship, and often featuring interviews with special guests who are experts in their field. The views and events expressed on this podcast and all related materials belong solely to their author and not necessarily to the author's employer, organization, committee, or other group or individual. While all attempts are made to present accurate information, some information may become outdated over time. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast makes every attempt to timely update any and all such information. Without further delay, here's another powerful episode of Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. Hey guys, Dallas here with another episode of Faith and Family Fellowship. I'm glad that you're here today to listen to another podcast with us. Chris and I are working on some awesome things here in the future, so please subscribe and you guys can be a part of the family of Faith and Family Fellowship today. In the studio, we have a guest, and Jordan is the host of In the Rest is History podcast, and she just released this podcast about a week or two ago, and so, and it's a really cool podcast because it's inspired from her Facebook page called The Book Whisperer, and she'll get into that, but also, she shared her testimony with us, and I want to touch on that because her testimony was really powerful. She was talking about living in the world and her life, and then she gave her life to the Lord. She surrendered her life to Jesus, and He saved her and transformed her life. And so I want to read a verse for you, 2 Corinthians 5.21, and it says, For he made him who knew no sin be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. I like the part that says that we may become the righteousness, because that's what we're called to be. We're called to be the righteousness of Christ. And Jesus, who knew no sin, he became sin for me. I can personalize this verse and say that this is for me. Jesus died for my sins. He took my place, my penalty of my mistakes in my life. And in Jordan's testimony, God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, for her sins. And he became sin for all of us. Whether we accept it or not, he died for our sins. And what she shared was really cool for me because that's my testimony too, is that God saved me from a life of addiction. God saved me from a life of sin. God saved me from living in the world and from the distractions of the world. And he became sin for me as he was hanging on the cross next to the two thieves. And he took his last breath and he died. And then he later resurrected and he defeated death and he defeated the grave. And he became sin for me. I think that we put too much pressure on ourselves of having to look nice before we go to Jesus. But he's the one that cleans us off. In my story, much like Jordan's, is she was on her knees crying out to God. And that's where I was too in my life. I was crying out to God on my knees. Jesus, if you save me from this life of hell, I will serve you. If you save me from this life, I will serve you. And that's what happened. He saved me. He picked me up, dusted me off. He put rings on my fingers. He put a crown on my head and he put a robe on my back because I was his son, because I was royalty and because he died for my sins. When I was still a sinner, he died for me. And I gave my life to him. And I love it because I didn't have to clean myself off. He cleaned me up. I went to him at the worst time of my life and I called out to him and he was there for me. He's my father. He's there for me and he died for me. And so I just wanted to give you guys that encouragement today before we jump into Jordan's testimony. Guys, stick around. She has an awesome story in her podcast as well. You're listening to the Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast. We'll be right back after this quick word from our sponsors. 
In today's society, God's will and our godless culture are miles apart. The world considers us weird if we choose chastity instead of promiscuity, marriage instead of shacking up, and countercultural rather than mainstream. To end that, many people, young and old, find themselves in a mighty tug of war between doing God's will and pleasing the world. In Marie Tyler's book, Saying Yes to God, A Christian Woman's Guide to Dating, she writes wise biblical principles on how to make sound decisions in relationships based on God's will. Search Saying Yes to God on Amazon today. We turn to it in times of need. When a loved one is sick, when someone is struggling with prosperity, finding their soulmate, or having children. When we feel alone, when we need hope, when we need the strength to push forward. Psalms. Prayer. Instilling hope even in the darkest of times. Abraham's Legacy, a social network for prayer, is a place for you to go to feel connected to the global world through the power of prayer. Visit abrahamslegacy.com today. Jordan, how are you today? I'm good. How are you today, Dallas? I'm all right. It's been a long day, but it's been a great day. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. And how about you? How has your day been today? It's been quiet, which is which has been good, you know. Um, hmm. We've just been hanging out. It's really hot uh, outside, so we've just been hanging out in the house. And of course, it's, we're still under quarantine until yes. the 8th, I think. The beautiful quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you said that you are in Arizona, Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, that's correct. I am, yeah. Yep. Okay. Do you feel like you're in quarantine the rest of the year when it's really hot? Like without the coronavirus time, you're still in quarantine? Um, right now, no. Usually that doesn't start until um, like towards the middle of June. Um, so right now everybody's still out and about and everybody still kind of goes outside and, you know, they start swimming now and we, you know, but, um, towards, towards about the middle of June, um, that's when everybody kind of shuts indoors anyway. And then because it's just too hot to be outside and then that kind of goes all the way through to about the middle of September and August being, um, our active monsoon season is when we start having all those storms in the middle of the afternoon. So nobody can really be outside anyway. Someone told me that the heat is so hot that it peels the paint off the cars. Is that true? It is true. It is. It absolutely is true. Yeah. Um, So there's, if you actually look on the internet and some of the pictures, there are people that are baking cookies inside their car. Yeah, it's true. Yep. You can. It's messed up. That's too hot. Yeah, you can scramble an egg on the sidewalk and all that mess. Yep, it's true. Well, I don't like winter, but (laughs) that's too hot, you know, so I just got to stay in the tropical area and just be at 80 degrees and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, you know, I had the opportunity to go to Puerto Rico on a mission and uh, this past November and, you know, I was actually kind of surprised how warm it was Mm. down there when I was there. So, and I was there for about a week. So, well, thanks again for being a part of the podcast today, Jordan. And now if you can just take some time and just share your story with us. Sure. Um, I'm 38 years old. I'll be 39 actually next week um, on the 13th. Um, And uh, I was raised Christian. My mother is Christian. 
my father was actually raised Catholic and um, we went through like their Holy communion thing as kids. And then uh, um, we ended up going to a Lutheran church um, uh, later on. I was about nine. So they left the Catholic church. We ended up going to a Lutheran church and um, we stayed with that for a while. Um, my parents were, they were nice. They're nice people. Um, I don't know if they would faithfully go every Sunday, but they, but they did their best, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until I was about 13 when, um, I experienced confirmation, uh, for the first time. And that goes mm-hmm. on for two years. It's usually, um, eighth and ninth grade. Uh, and through the Lutheran Church, it's basically becoming an adult member of the church. You learn about the church, um, but it goes into a little bit more depth than just learning about the church. You actually have to memorize the books of the Bible. You have to read the Bible. You have to do book mm-hmm. reports about the Bible. It's like being in school for, you know, like a like a Christian school, but it's only, you know, at, it's it uh, took place after school. And then um, it was only for like maybe two or three hours. So, um, yeah, it was actually, uh, I appreciate it now, but as a kid, I did not. Um, And, and so it was, you know, I went through high school and then um, became an adult and went to church on occasion. Didn't, you know, it really wasn't something that was important to me. Um, Was in the army, got out of the army you know, just kind of did did my thing. Um, It wasn't, let me see, it wasn't until about 2005 or six. um, I I didn't exactly get in trouble, but I kind of got in trouble, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Um, I was doing illegal activity and um, I didn't want to do illegal activity anymore. So Mm I, um, basically confessed my illegal activity to my doctor. Um, Essentially what I was doing um, is I was selling prescription drugs and I was Mm. using her to get the drugs to sell them. And I didn't want that life anymore. I wanted to clean up and, you know, and like I said, this was about 2005 or six. It might've been a little later. Um, I was using drugs obviously. uh, And, Mm -hmm. um, and, and I was selling it. Uh, prescription drugs to to people and um and I decided at that at that time I I was done and so that was when my real transformation began uh, believe it or not um I got cleaned up you know I went to outpatient rehab um I went to um I did a lot of things different got some new friends new acquaintances um, you know, did the, did the meetings and everything. And I would say that was when my journey began, but it was still slow because, you know, I was like, you know, everybody's like, Oh, you got to believe this higher power. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah, I got there, but is he really there? You know, I still had my mm-hmm. doubts and everything. And so, um, then I moved to California and that was when I got involved in church actually. Um, you know, I went every Sunday, I went and took what I've learned and, you know, really started worshiping him, started reading. And then I got involved 
with a person there and that didn't go very well. Um, so when, um, that ended, uh, you know, I was left kind of broken. So we're talking 2010 now. So we're talking 10 years ago. Um, I was in a very bad situation and, uh, my husband, well, we weren't married at the time. He came to me and was like, look, you know, you have a child, you're by yourself. Um, you know, uh, you, you have no home you you have you're living on your savings you you've got nothing you've got no job and this was in the middle of the recession as well he was like i i've got a home and a job and i have insurance that can help you with your son uh well let's get married and figure out the rest later i'm like excuse me did you just propose right now what kind of proposal you know what kind of proposal is that <laughs> right and 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 he was right it, you know, we didn't, um, we were friends as children. We knew each other as kids, you know? And so I was just like, it really was an answer to prayer because I didn't know what to do. I didn't know. I couldn't find a job. I couldn't, you know, my savings were being depleted. I, I just didn't know what to do. And, and he came with his proposal and it was more like a business transaction. <laughs> It was more like a business transaction, but you know what? He, you know, we didn't, um, that was something for the first time in my life that I ever got involved with somebody. I didn't live with them before because I didn't, I didn't want to do those things anymore. I didn't want to shack up with people. I didn't want to mm -hmm. just get involved in a relationship. I just, I wanted some stability is what I wanted. And yeah, let's just get married. Right. So we did. <laughs> <laughs> 10 years later here we are almost <laughs> but um, wow. um you know i he's not a christian um he's more of an agnostic but um uh i we got involved with the mormon church and i mean no disrespect to the mormon church at all but that really didn't work out for us we were involved with them for five years and there were some things that were happening that just shouldn't have been happening and um the my son it was more related to my son and my son was not allowed in sunday school they i was not allowed to take him and some of the other classes and you know and it just got to the point where i was sitting by myself in in there in this room for three hours mm -hmm. i wasn't in church i wasn't in class i wasn't and i'm like if i'm supposed to be here to learn why am I even here right now? I could do all this at home. And, yeah. and that was when I started withdrawing from them and it just gradually got worse. So, uh, and then, um, because I withdrew, I didn't have anywhere else to be because when I moved here, that's all I knew. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. I was involved with them for five years and then it just kind of, it just stopped. Uh, I fell into a depression. Um, my PTSD started getting really bad from, you know, things that, you know, that happened to me prior. And uh, I planned to commit suicide. And I, you know, I have weapons in the house, but I was so asphyxiated on trying to get um, um, like any kind of drug that I could just take yeah. where I could just go to sleep. I, I planned the whole thing 
And when the plans, everything fell through because I couldn't get the drug I wanted, I was in a daze for about four days. I didn't even know what to do. I didn't have any plans. I didn't plan to even be there. And, you know, I, that, at that moment, on that Tuesday, on September 22nd, I remember still to this day, it's been almost three years now, I got down on my knees and I actually meant it. And I said, I need help. I need you to help me. And I prayed and I just felt like, okay, you are going to guide me now. I'm not going to do anything by myself anymore. Um, you know, and, and I realized at that moment um, that, that my life at, on that day was going to change forever. And it did absolutely did. Um, it wasn't, it was another three months for my, so September, November, November, December, January, February, March. So about another seven months, you know, um, it wasn't for another seven months. I didn't even find a church. I just was just praying and I wanted to, you know, just be, I wanted to read the Bible again. I was listening to Christian music again. I was doing all these things, you know, um, and, and something, you know, I forgot to mention because this is all, you know, all part of my testimony. I'm kind of going through chronologically when, when I got married in 2010, okay. In 2011, in, in September, September is a very interesting month for us. uh, My son was diagnosed with autism. Um, they said that he was mentally disabled and they didn't know how he was going to turn out. He's now almost 11 and he will probably never be independent ever. A year or not even six months prior to that, I was diagnosed with cancer and I had cancer and I went through six months to eight months of treatment. I lost all my hair. You know, my husband, we, we learned that we weren't going to be able to have any children together because of this. Like, I mean, me as a person, by the time I hit that mark on the 20, um, oh my gosh, what did I say? The 21st on the 21st of September on that day, it was a Tuesday at that moment. It was like all of that just fell on top of my head. Hmm. Everything that I had experienced up until that point, it just, I, I broke as a person. And that was when I truly got down on my knees on that day. And I asked God to help me. And I said, I will follow you wherever you lead me. Six months to seven months later, I found this church by accident. Um, it's actually called the First Mennonite Church. And when I showed up, I was broken. And the pastor, his name is Pastor Al Whaley. And this man and his wife have been a friend to me ever since. When I showed up, I was broken. And I didn't know what to expect or anything. I was searching around for different denominations at that time, trying to find some. I would go to them and it just, it wouldn't click, right? It wasn't like where I needed to be. And then I found theirs. And it, it's called uh, it's called the First Mennonite uh, of Phoenix um, in Arizona, and it was April 
it was April, I think it was April 28th that I was there. I've been there three years now. Um, that I went and I went to them and they were really excited for me to be there. Um, and I talked to the pastor afterwards and he said, you know what? Why don't you come with me and my family to go celebrate my son-in-law's birthday? I was like, are you serious? <laughs> that blew me away. And I needed that at that moment. And, you know, they, they welcomed me as one of their own on day one. And that I never felt so loved in my whole life than in that moment right there. And it was absolutely awesome. So, you know, I, I was like, well, let, let me come again. Let's, let's see this. Maybe this was the fluke. Maybe this. So I went again. And then, you know, I helped with their uh, craft fair that they had at the time. And I really started getting involved in being and doing, you know, I'm like, okay, God, I'll, I'll, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, I'll keep doing it. Here we are three years later. I actually teach Sunday school children's church on Wednesday when we had children's wow. church before the quarantine. I never thought that I'd be a Sunday school teacher. Never. Never in my whole life did it ever occur to me in this plan of walk of life that I would ever be a Sunday school teacher, ever. You know, um, my pastor has come to me a few times and has asked me um, if I had thought about going to seminary school. We've talked about it. And I said, well, you know, I've thought about it, but it's not something. And he says, he said, you know, I think you would be really good at it. And I'm like, me? go to seminary school are you serious <laughs> so um, I'm actually back in college now pursuing my bachelor's degree to finish it uh, so we can talk about possibly going to seminary school you know wow. it I mean it's absolutely amazing God has big plans <laughs> it, I went from this dead person inside this horrible person you know that was a thieving, stealing, lying person. I don't, you know, there's a lot of people like that in the Bible. And mm -hmm. you meet Jesus and, and it's like all of that goes away. Yeah. All of it. Any, I, you know, anything that I ever did, because I never, I was never arrested, but my, my, you know, there's still, you, you still leave traces of, of mm -hmm. things that you have done and it haunts people somehow my entire record has been wiped clean. There's no remnants of anything that I had ever done anything wrong. And that is amazing because I've, I've been talking to the police when, when the doctor, the doctor had me arrested, she had me arrested, but they, instead of taking me to jail, she had me committed instead. And they have to write a report about that or that report doesn't exist. Hmm. That's so crazy. Isn't that insane? And, you know, it's like God took it and just, it, it's like an invisible ink. It's like he took it, poured it over, and it's just, it's just like it's gone. And he made me a Sunday school teacher. Can you believe it? <laughs> you know, and the kids, you know, I, I take them out on outings. I take them to Christian uh, camps. I actually do a lot of activities with them. Um, you know, I, I, I've taken them roller skating and I've taken them camping a few times, 
I've taken them out, and these are inner city kids that struggle uh, with with their parents, that struggle with life. They they come from broken homes. They come from um, not not so good situations. Mm-hmm. And the pastor and his wife are like it's like a beacon of light at their house. And you know uh, she's a she's a piano teacher, and he also teaches music. Well, now they're teaching me music. <laughs> and I never thought I'd ever play the piano with both hands, let alone one. I can play a lot of different Christian songs now because of their love for other people. Uh-huh. It absolutely is incredible. They really are. And so when they call me and they ask me, you know, hey, can you come to the church? Yes, I'm coming. Yes, I'm coming. Yes, I'm there. Yes, I will be there. Yes, God, I'm coming. I will be there. You know, it reminds me of the scripture of Psalm 119, where he says, I'm a lamp unto my feet and a light unto your path. That is me 100% right there. That's really good stuff. Thank you for sharing your testimony with us. Yeah, that was the first time I've ever done that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yep. Well, thank you. So yeah, it's it's uh, it's it really truly is absolutely incredible stuff. It really is, and it's helped me learn to love other people. And now I'm like, my husband has definitely seen a change in myself, and I really think because of he may not be a religious or you know worshiping God, but I think with me, he sees it and he. Um, you know, he does not, I, I know in a lot of marriage, marriages, especially if the woman is more of a Christian than a man, he's like, well, I really don't want you going to church. My husband doesn't do that. I don't have, mm-hmm. I don't have that at my house because I flat out told him, I said, if you ever one time prevent me from, from worshiping God, it's over. I can't, I'm, I will never choose you over my relationship with Jesus Christ. And he respects me for that. And he said, I would never ask you to do that because it ain't right. And so we had that conversation, especially, you know, now. And so, you know, he always, when people look for me, if I'm not home, he'll say, check church. (laughs) (laughs) He'll go over there and sure enough, I'm right there. (laughs) You know, yeah. So I'm either at home or at church or at the pastor's house. I really don't go anywhere else. That's where, that's where. God wants me to be right now. So that's where I am. And then if he wants me to be somewhere else, then I'll be somewhere else. And then you created this podcast called in the rest is history. Can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? Uh, Yeah. So it kind of stems from my Facebook page uh, called the book whisperer. Um, So I I run this page. Mm -hmm. It has about 2,100 people on it. And basically the page started with, um, this autograph book that I found in an antique store. Um, I, um, so I love history. I love loving other people. Right. And of course, and I absolutely love antiques. Okay. So I got this prompting while I was in a Goodwill store or a, a secondhand store to go to the antique store. Like it was really strong. I was like, okay, whatever. 
I'll just go. Yes, God, I'm going. I'm going right now. <laughs> so I go all the way over there and I go, I don't even know why I was there. And as soon as I saw it, I knew that I had to have that. Mm. And it was a $40 little antique book. And it was from 1886. And oh. I bought it. I didn't know until later from the from the antique dealer um, who was renting the space that she had just put it out 30 minutes prior to me buying it. I didn't know that until later. Um, but I bought this book and I took it home. I was so excited. I, I had never seen anything like it. And it had all these names and it had 110 years of documentation inside this book of handwritten documentation. I could not believe I felt like I won the I won the lottery. I'm serious. And um and then I went to bed um because it was in the evening, you know, I went to bed and I couldn't sleep that night. I couldn't sleep at all. I was up and down and my husband's like, Are you okay? I'm like, something's bothering me, something's wrong. And and I grabbed the book and I went outside and looked at it and I said I started to pray. I was starting to pray out on my couch and I was like, what is wrong? And I said, show me what I need to know. What, what, why am I restless right now? And, um, I I got the prompting to, they said, you need to research this book. Mm -hmm. You need to find out who this book belongs to. This is not yours. And I really wanted to keep that book. (laughs) that's why I bought it. Right. And I thought, all right, I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can try to find. And if I can find them, I, I, I was praying to God. And I said, if I find it, I will turn it over. If I don't, then I'm keeping it. Fair enough. I ended up finding the family. I did. I ended up finding a family. And when I contacted them, they actually thought it was a scam. Uh, but the guy, I, you know, I left my phone number. He gave me a call and, uh, you know, we went through the book that night with all of his documentation and everything matched 100%. So he was like, well, now what do we do? And I go, well, I guess you're going to get the book back. But I said, I'm going to contact the antique dealer and find out what's going on. So I went back to the store and I went back to this this person and we ended up connecting together. We had lunch together and go to find out she was friends of the family but when the family, when the young lady passed away, she didn't have any heirs, so she inherited all of her stuff. And they tried to find the family for this book once before, but nobody wanted it. But they didn't know about this other family that was connected with them on the other side of the family because they were it was through marriage of this one person. So to make a long story short, I ended up contacting, we ended up linking the three of us together. She actually had more of their things uh, that belonged to them that she had from this family. Um, And I ended up flying to Oregon and delivering this huge package, Hmm. including that autograph book to them. And and I wound up on the news in three different states, in Seattle, Washington, in Oregon, and in my own home state in Arizona. So I started this Hmm. page based off of this event that this happened. And so when uh, I would say about a couple weeks ago, I've been, I've always wanted to do my own podcast, but I didn't know what to talk about. And so I wrote uh, 
I would I would say it's been about two weeks now. I wrote an article about John Wayne and Wyatt Earp and how they actually met each other, and it was shared 260 times, and I couldn't believe it. And I thought, wow, how cool would this be to have an addition to the Facebook page of having something similar to that? And there's uh, back in the day, there was a guy named Paul Harvey, and he had the this radio show called and and now you know the rest of the story. And, you know, well, he's since passed away and they don't play his stuff anymore. And I thought, how neat would it be to have something similar to that? And it kind of was in correlation to having this um, <clears throat> this article that I wrote. And, and in each story that you tell, there's this aha moment of, oh, wow, you know, I didn't know that. So I took, I, this, that, that's kind of like where I took it from, right? And, and so I created the, the page. Um, I hired um, a couple of people from Fiverr.com to do some, uh, not, not only to do some uh, professional editing for me, uh, but I also uh, had, all the all the graphics that you see, I, I had somebody do that, and then and then I said, okay, let's see what happens with this. Mm-hmm. And everybody that has played it has loved it. They were like, that is absolutely amazing. And I've had a lot of good comments on it. Um, um, I don't have a lot of listeners because, like I said, we've only started this like last week. Um, but so far, the last time I checked. We've had 20 downloads in, 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 in about a week. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's awesome. And this podcast that you're, you're talking about here, it's available on, on what platforms? So, um, so far, it's available on Spreaker, Spotify, and Podcast Addict. Um, we did put uh, in an inquiry for iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google okay. However, they have, as of right now, they have, it's still pending. They have not get, uh, given us uh, um, any type of feedback or, you know, whether they're going to do it or not. So uh, we do release mm-hmm. a new episode this Friday um, at 8 o'clock, 8 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so... Every week, I'll, yeah. I'll release a new episode, and so this week's episode will be released Friday, and then next week's episode is actually going to be a special episode because um, it's based off of uh, current events and about a young man who is a Christian, um, and he's a graduate, um, and uh, his mom wanted to do something nice for him. And so I quote unquote adopted her graduate through this Facebook page. And uh, so his story and his uh, uh, testimony will be next week's episode. Wow. Well, I'm going to put in the link below your Spreaker uh, URL for that, that link for that. So you guys can click on that if you'd like. And your Facebook page, The Book Whisperer, I'm also going to put that in the description. Great. Is there anything else you would like to communicate to our listeners today? Nope, just stuff. <laughs> listen, listen to your promptings. It uh, they'll lead you down interesting paths because God really, really wants you to. He wants. He wants you to be a part of Him, and He wants 
you to be that light to other people. So yeah, if I could take anything away from agree. that, that's what I would say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, thanks again, Jordan, for being a part of the podcast. Thank you. And if I can have you in the podcast by praying us out, that would be awesome. Okay. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this wonderful opportunity that I got to meet with Dallas today and talk to his listeners. And I ask you to be with our listeners as you know we talk about you and and we embrace you and we uplift you and you know we offer words of encouragement, especially during this hard time. You know, as as you know we're coming down and winding down for this quarantine, and a lot of us are are getting anxious. And you know, and and I ask you to you know if there's somebody out there that needs this message that they that you reach them and that you touch their heart and you open their mind and you just be with them and you'll be with all the listeners um in this fashion and i say all these things in the name of jesus christ amen amen you've just listened to the faith and family fellowship podcast with your host, Pastor Chris Busher. Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast was recorded live in studio with final editing made before uploading. Subscribe today to Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast on iTunes or Google Play. For more fantastic daily content, visit Pastor Chris Busher online via Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. Don't miss the next episode on Faith and Family Fellowship Podcast.